0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. A word to share with you this morning, and not not a devotional, a word. I came here to preach to you this morning. I came to share a word with you this morning. And so I want to thank you, those of you that are joining us near and far, for those that are part of the CWC family, and for those of you that just are checking your social media uh, outlet and just seeing what's going on, and you just happen to come across uh, this service, this... uh, Broadcast. We want to welcome you and just let you know that you're welcome to join this family called CWC Bay Area. We want to just give a shout out to all the churches across America right now that are doing live stream because we've had to be creative to share the gospel. And so the word of God is going viral right now and the love of Jesus is being shared throughout the airwaves and we are so grateful that you're joining us in this moment. And so with that, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to speak life to you this is a new reality right now for the next couple weeks we don't know how long we're gonna be doing it this way but for the new, next couple of weeks this is the new reality for us and so we're gonna get better in our presentation of our online experience and we're just so grateful that you've joined us today as my wife and I were driving to the church this morning uh, we stopped at our San Jose campus to put up signs that we weren't meeting there, and on the news report came, someone made this comment. The news reporter said that Sunday is a day of worship, but not today. Because the church is being shut down, he says, today will not be a day of worship. To that news reporter, I tell you, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Because right now, not only did worship take place, but worship has gone throughout the airwaves. And I want to thank and applaud our worship team for such a great job this morning in entering my heart into worship as well. You guys set this, the, the stage this morning. I'm so grateful for that because the church is not relegated to a building. The church is not the four walls. The church isn't CWC Bay Area. The church isn't CWC uh, Life in Manteca. The, C- the, the church isn't Cathedral faith or redemption the church is you you are the church you and your family are the church jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it so i want to speak to your spirit listen many people have have not been infected or uh, many people have been affected by this virus Uh, But you haven't been infected our minds have ended up getting infected because of everyone hoarding people running after this running after that But I want to speak peace to your mind this morning the Word of God says in Romans chapter 8 verse 19 in the NIV version He says this for all creation Waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed it says for all creation everyone say all All of creation means not just mankind or humanity, but literally the plants, the the trees, the seas, all the earth is crying out. Another version puts it this way, that the earth is literally groaning for you to become who God called you to be. And I want to speak to you right now that in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of this storm, now is the opportunity for you to rise up and be who God called you to be. In this moment, the earth is crying out, the earth is moaning for you to be who God called you, for you to re- realize who Jesus created you to be. All creation is waiting for you to realize who you are. And this morning, I want to share with you, we would have been speaking a word on Dominion. Our theme for this year and for the next decade is a decade of dominion. But I just felt that we wanted to pause that series for a moment. And I want to share a word of hope with you this morning. I want to speak to you about being stormproof that we are in the middle of a storm right now not just as a city in Santa Clara County which is a hotbed right now for this uh, HIV uh, for, for this uh, coronavirus and the things that are taking place but throughout our world throughout the the the, 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 the whole globe this is an epidemic a pandemic that's taking place but I, in the midst of this storm I want you to know that God has created you to be storm proof somebody say amen Elbow your neighbor at home and tell him, pay attention. After feeding of the 5,000, I want you to understand this. After the feeding of the 5,000, this great miracle, they end up following this great miracle with a storm, a tempest. And I want you to know that you're going to face some storms in life. I don't care how close to God you are. I don't care uh, how how well your family's put together. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. I don't care how many people call you boss the reality is in life every one of us will experience storms at one time or another in fact storms are nothing new if you take a look at our country you take a look at humanity as a whole we've survived black death of the 1300s we've survived smallpox of the 1900s we survived the measles of the 50s we survived SARS that took place in 2004 we survived the bird flu we survived swine flu we survived Ebola we survived all these other strains, we survived the the market crash in uh, 2008, we survived uh, Ebola again, and now Corona is the next storm that is coming our way, but I'm here to tell you, there isn't a disease, there's not a storm, there's not a financial crisis that has authority over your life, this storm will pass, somebody say amen, say it again pastor, I want you to understand something this morning, is that no matter what you go through, my God. God is always in control and that these storms of life may rise up and you may not be able to control the storms of life but you can control the storm inside you I want to share this with you I want you to understand that storms are part of the human experience but this too someone say this too shall pass Psalms 91 I just want to read a couple verses it says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And this I declare of the Lord. He alone, someone say he alone. Not your, not your 401k, not your investments, not your doctor, not even CWC. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you someone say protect me protect you from deadly diseases that's his promise to you those of you listening at home that's god's promise to you right now storms i want you to notice four things that we're going to talk about very quickly number one storms are not always punishment Be careful for those people that are stepping up right now and saying that this disease, once again, is an act of God and that God is judging people. Not every storm you go through in life is a punishment from God. Secondly, storms can reveal who God is. Storms give you an opportunity to view the the different characteristics of who my God is. Thirdly, storms don't have authority. Say it again, Pastor Dan. Storms do not have authority over your life. Storms do not have authority and number four storms don't last forever I don't care how bad this this pandemic may get. I want you to know we're coming out of this This will not last forever. There is a there is a the Sun will rise again There is light at the end of the tunnel. This is not the end So make sure that you control yourself There are times that God God will calm the storm and sometimes God will calm you in the storm Wayne Cordero uh, pastor Wayne Cordero put it this way in life you have storms of correction and storms of perfection Storms where, like Jonah you disobeyed and a storm comes up to get you back on track But then there's storms of perfection where you've done the right thing and the storm rises up Just so God could reveal another part of His character to you. God didn't cause the storm But God still controls the storm. Somebody say amen Now I want you to understand this in Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 it says this they just got done feeding 5,000 some some scholars say it was more like about 15,000 because they only counted men. So about 15,000 people have gotten a free meal from Christ. After it's over Jesus sends the disciples over to the other side puts them in a boat and sends them out. Verse 22 of Matthew 14 it says it this way immediately someone say immediately. So as soon as they got done with the miracle, instead of celebrating the miracle, Jesus sends them somewhere. Jesus made them get in the boat and on, on ahead of him to the other side and he dismissed the crowd. So I want you to see this, Jesus made them. Everyone say made. When, when how many parents at, at home that are watching right now, how many parents have ever had to make your kids do something? When, when you say make someone do something, that's not a suggestion. When you make someone do something, I want you to understand that Jesus made them get in the boat. First thing I want you to know this morning, the storms are not punishment. God is not punishing you because you're going through a storm. And so the disciples were compelled. Another verse that says compelled, but that Greek word implies this. It literally means that he forced them, he compelled them, he made them, or literally constrained them like holding their arms and made them get into the boat. Have you ever obeyed God and did the right thing and still ended up in the middle of a storm? Have you ever found yourself doing the right thing and you still found yourself in the middle of the biggest tempest of your life? And here the disciples, they they do this great miracle. They didn't disobey God. They did what Jesus told them to do and they still find themselves in the middle of a storm. I want you to understand sometimes when you follow God, it will lead you right into the middle of a storm. Come on, say it again, Pastor Dan. I need you to understand in life there are going to be some storms and when you follow God, there are going to be some storms that you are going fi- to find yourself in the middle of even when you were obedient. But I want you to know God has a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 simply says, For I know the plan." Someone say plans. Notice it doesn't say plan. He's not saying I have one plan for you. And if you jack that plan up, then it's all gone. He says, I know the plans. God's already factored in your mess-ups. He's factored in your mistakes. He's factored in your personality. He's factored in your, your, your your parents. He factored in your background. He factored in your financial condition. He factored in your insecurities. I know the plans I have for you. Like GPS, God will recalibrate you whenever you get offline and still get you heading in the right direction. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. How many can use a little prosperity right now at home? Plans not to harm you. This disease won't touch you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. We're coming out of this. And so I need you to understand something. They obeyed Jesus, but still ended up in the middle of the storm. Jesus never promised that life would be fair. But he did promise to never leave you nor forsake you come on somebody say amen number two I want you to understand this storms can reveal who Jesus is Storms reveal who God is in in the middle of our deepest storm when my daughter passed away four days shy of her eighth birthday from leukemia We were praying for God to be Jehovah Rapha the God that heals But instead we experienced him as Jehovah Shalom the God that is our peace Storms give you an opportunity to find another part of God, of who he is in the midst of that storm. And I want you to see that these fishermen, the, the disciples, many of them were fishermen. They weren't well acquainted with storms. In fact, if you're a fisherman, storms are part of the territory. It's part of your life. If you're going to fish, you're going to go through some storms in life. But the problem wasn't the storm. It was the intensity and the duration of the storm that drove them crazy. It's not the sickness that's driving you crazy. It's the intensity of this pandemic. It's It's the longevity of this thing. Things are shutting down. It's disrupting our lives. But I'm here to tell you right now that no matter what's going on in this storm, God is still in control. In the midst of this storm, God can reveal who He is in your life. Storms came with the territory. But the Bible says that they struggled. That when they got about halfway, they had struggled for about eight hours. Have you ever given your best and still ended up in the same position? The disciples are struggling. You're trying to get out of debt, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to heal your marriage, you're trying to get your family back together again. You're trying to break that addiction and yet you put all your effort into it but you're getting nowhere. This is where the disciples were at. They thought they would have been farther along by then and they begin to panic because the storm is intense. The intensity gets worse and worse and worse. I want you to understand something. Matthew chapter 14 verse 25 says shortly before dawn Jesus went to them Telling you right now the Sun's about to shine baby God's about to raise the Sun's about to shine God's about to show up But right before dawn the Bible says Jesus went to them walking on the lake. Wait a minute. There's a storm going on And so Jesus is walking in the very thing that they're panicking about He ain't bothered He's not worried he's not scared. I need you to know my God's not nervous about this this disease He's not worried about this pandemic. He's not scared. It didn't catch him off guard He's still in control. God takes a stroll in the very thing that we're afraid of And when the disciples saw him everyone say saw him When he saw them walking on the lake, they were terrified and look what they say. It's a ghost this blows me away because they listen and this is they're just like you and me that in the middle of the storm they had more faith that satan or the enemy could be in the storm but that god had no authority in the storm they thought it was a ghost they trusted that the enemy or darkness could be in the middle of the storm but they had no idea that god could be in the middle of the storm i'm here to tell you right now that in the midst of your storm god is still there god's the one that rules this not the enemy god's in control Not the enemy they thought it was a ghost and they thought it was that this this that that it was some kind of spirit walking through What's amazing is this is that the word another version puts it this way it says and he would have passed them by That sucks He would have passed them by I I, I don't get that. that Doesn't he see what you're going through? And he's going to pass you by? He's going to walk by you? And yet the Bible says he would have passed them by. In other words, God comes close enough to us in our storms that if you're looking for him, you'll find him. He's not going to jump in your boat. I'm telling you right now, those of you watching online, those of you watching at home, that you are wondering where God is. Instead of focusing in on the storm, start looking for evidences of Jesus being in your storm. They thought it was a ghost. They had more faith in the enemy than they did in Jesus, but notice what happens here. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I everyone say I he says it is I don't be afraid I'm here to tell you right now Jesus is in your storm. Don't be afraid. He's right there with you. If you would just get your eyes off of the lack of toilet paper, the lack of food, the lack of other things going on right now, I'm here. God will provide. God's not, Safeway's not your provider. Costco's not your provider. My God's the one that shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches through Christ Jesus. But I want you to know, he says, take courage, it is I. The the Greek word that's used there is the same word that's used in the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Old Testament, that when Jesus, when God speaks to Moses at the burning bush and he tells Moses, Moses asks, who shall I say sent me? He says, tell him I am has sent you. See, he doesn't say tell him healing has sent you, tell him peace has sent you, because if I tell him that I am healing, they're not going to know that I'm peace. If I tell them I'm peace, they're not going to know that I'm provision. If I tell them I'm provision, they're not going to know that I'm salvation. And he says, so tell them I am has sent you. Jesus is literally telling them, I am whatever you need in this moment, whatever you need in this circumstance. I am your protection. I am your peace. I'm your medication. I'm your hope. I am your deliverer. I am whatever you need. I want you to know that in this storm, I am is still walking around. Somebody say amen. Whatever you need, he's there. I'm almost done, so stay with me, okay? You you watch Friends and all those other television programs for a half hour. You can watch the Word for a moment. Notice this in verse 28. The Lord Peter, as soon as he recognizes this, says, Lord, if it's you... Tell me to come to you on the water. See, I want you to notice the third thing. Storms don't have authority. Storms can rage. They can can move. They can cause uh, uh, devastation. But storms do not have authority. The moment he says, if it's you, command me to come, Jesus responds, come. Well then, come. And he comes. Now, now listen to me very closely. Those of you at home, listen to this. Even if the water was crystal clear and not moving at all, it is impossible, according to physics, for a man to walk on water, let alone when a storm is brewing. But the moment he says, come, Jesus demonstrated that he has authority over the storm. The storm's not in control, I am. I have the ability with one word to transcend what physics have to say. With one word, I have the ability and the authority to protect you, to cause you to do what was humanly impossible before. It's impossible to break that addiction. Jesus says come. It's impossible to heal your marriage. Jesus says to come. It's impossible, impossible for you to get out of debt. Jesus says to come. I'm here to tell you today that God is in control of this storm that storms do not someone saying do not do not have authority over your life and so he steps out of the boat and gets distracted by the wind and the waves and you know the story he focuses in on the wrong thing i want to encourage us as a faith community let's stop focusing in on the wrong thing Start focusing in on the bigness of our God, not the bigness of this pandemic. Come on. We're focusing in on the wrong thing. Jesus was not limited to the storm. As he begins to sink, he cries out in verse 28, Lord, save me. Let me, let me rephrase that. Lord, save me! It wasn't, he didn't have time to say, that My heavenly Father in heaven. I beseech thee now in my trouble of need, not my, tr- my time of need that you would beckon and incline your ear to my situation. He doesn't have time for that. And I want to encourage you that whatever you're going through right now, that it's a simple heartfelt prayer of, Lord, save me. That the moment he said, save me, something took place. And this is where I close. Storms do not last forever. I want to encourage you storms do not last forever see I have a question for you for those of you biblical scholars out here as the worship team comes I want you to see this how long did it take for Jesus to get to Peter Peter was far enough away from Jesus that wind and the waves got between him and interrupted his view of Jesus Yet the moment he cried out, Lord, save me, that gap was immediately, instantly covered. And Jesus was there. No matter whether it was a mile away, whether it was a hundred yards away, whether it was 10 yards away The moment he said, Lord, save me, Jesus showed up. I'm here to tell you right now I don't care how many years you've been addicted. I don't care how many years you've been lost I don't care how far away you are from God right now. The moment you cry out, Lord, save me He will be there in an instant. He will be there to wipe every tear, to lift your face He will be there to be the one to strengthen you today. I'm here to tell you right now now, that the Holy Spirit is just a whisper away in your life all you have to do where you're at and just call out to him Lord save me That simple word Lord save me he'll be there how long did it take for Jesus to catch him in fact I also want to ask is did the storm stop He went, he grabbed Peter, and he picks him up. Storm's still raging. And he didn't drag him back to the boat underwater. He picked him up, and they walked together back to the boat. I'm here to encourage you right now that if the storm is still raging in your life, as long as Jesus is with you, You'll survive and even thrive and do the impossible in the middle of your storms. The wind was still blowing. The waves were still crashing. The sea was still angry. But immediately Jesus got there and they walked back to the boat. So I want you to know storms don't last forever. Jesus was with Peter, and he's with you right now. Yes, in your living room. You're eating those Cheerios right now. He's with you. He's with you as you're you're thumbing through social media. He's with you. Some of you have just turned this on in this moment, but God had this moment just for you. He's with you. You're not alone. Even though you feel alone, you may feel like you're drowning like Peter. You're not alone this morning. Just a simple word. Lord, save me. Storms were not made to last. But you were. Verse 32 of chapter 14 of Matthew says, And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. It wasn't until they got in the boat did the wind stop? The Bible says in verse 33, Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, truly, you are the Son of God my prayer is that I can say truly you are the Son of God while the storm still rage you not when the storm is over the disciples didn't get that revelation of who God was until the storm was done I don't want to be that way elderly lady told me recently, she said, I think God's disappointed in the way that we're responding to this. She had much wisdom. She's right. This grandmother told me, she goes, I I don't think that God's very happy with the way we've dealt with this. I want to acknowledge who God is in the middle of the storm. I want to thank God for who he is while the waves are still blowing. I'm going to give God praise for who he is while the storm and the wave waves are still blowing. I'm not going to hold back my praise until it's done. I'm going to give God praise on this side of the Red Sea. I'm going to give God praise while the, the Goliath still stands. I'm going to worship God while the walls in Jericho are still up. I'm going to give God praise while I'm still sick. I'm going to give God praise while my children aren't serving God. I'm going to give God praise when I'm still broke. I'm going to give God praise when I'm still. Addicted, I'm gonna bless him now in preparation for what he's gonna do in the future. Jesus called the storm because the peace inside of him was greater than the storm around him. You've heard it said that great ships are not sunk by the water around them, they sink. Because the water that they allowed to get in them. You might be in this storm called Corona. But I refuse to allow that storm to get into me. Take a stand today and I want to pray over you and your family. Right where you are, over the internet, those sitting here right now and those that are going to watch later on today. you would just simply say this simple prayer with me that Peter prayed, nothing elaborate, but just a cry of the heart that says, Lord, save me. I promise you in a moment, no matter how far that gap may be, my Jesus will be there. And he will save you from that situation that you're going through. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right now. Here and those watching online, right. I want to bow your heads right now, and I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you, as John sixteen thirty three says, "I have told you these things that so that in me you would have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world." You're here right now, and your walk with God isn't where it needs to be. I want to introduce you to Jesus right now, and just simply just say this prayer with me. See, I need you to understand the prayer, it's the declaration that will transform your life. It's making a declaration that I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for me. And making a choice to become a follower of Christ, if you say this prayer, but you continue your old lifestyle, it's not going to change a thing. Making this de- decree to become a follower of Jesus. I'm going to ask you right now to say this prayer. To say this Heavenly Father, I receive right now the free gift called salvation. I believe Jesus loved me so much that he came down to earth in the form of man to give his life as a ransom for me. I believe Jesus died on the cross rose again three days later and because of that i commit my life to jesus today i want to be a follower of jesus i want to live my life to make god's heart happy i commit my life no more fear lord i surrender my life to you in jesus name i pray amen Lord, I pray right now for every person. Fathers, if you're there, if you're a head of a household, if you're hosting this watch party right now, I want you to grab the hand of the person. Well, don't, no, no. Don't grab the hand of the person next to you. I want you right now just to lead those people in that circle and just pray for any needs that are there right now. Lord, I pray peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding over you and your family right now. I break fear. I break paranoia. And I release the peace of God over your life right now Lord permeate right now provide right now you are Jehovah Jireh the God that provides and so Lord I thank you right now that there's not a need we have that you can't provide so instead of panicking let us prepare instead of worrying let us worship instead of fearing my God let us exercise faith and recognize that if God is with me in this storm this too will pass. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.